Welcome to Any Music Podcast, episode 324, Communication. Any Music Podcast now has a Patreon at patreon.com slash indie underscore musiccast. We invite you to become a member for exclusive benefits. For next to nothing per month, you can get members-only podcast video, early access to upcoming episodes, merch, and more. This morning, Matt and I get together for coffee and talk about communication, as well as different platforms and the various reasons why we choose to use one or another. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Looks like you got your uh, your lighting all all situated this time. <laughs> Is it better? <laughs> yeah, I think it's better. It looks very pro. I, uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get the reflection off my glasses, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, there's a thing that's bugging me now. And once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. It's like, it's like the thing when you're watching a show or whatever, and it's usually TV shows, when you can tell when they're their coffee cup is empty yeah. you know, and they're pretending to sip out of it. And there's clearly, there's no weight to it. There's no, there's clearly no liquid in it. Well, <laughs> sometimes you'll find that um, people are just wearing frames with no glass in them. Oh. And it's like a look, right? Because, you know, then you don't have to deal with the reflections of the studio lights and worry about if you're going to see the camera in them. So it's like, they're probably wearing contacts, but with free glasses. And now and once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. It's just one of those yeah. Anyway. I'm not sure why I'm actually wearing them right now because I don't really need them to read during what we do because I, <laughs> I, I never well, you just ever see me better, script. of course. But um, in the intro, though, I do script that a little bit. Obviously, if you watch the videos, because I um, absolutely, you know, it's it's ridiculous. You know, I don't, oh, I got it. You know, are you implying that our banter is completely unscripted? Our banter is unscripted. <laughs> and the whole and episode is unscripted? Are you The whole you... episode except the intro, because I don't like to memorize stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet that's the first time anybody realized that this is all unscripted. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's so uh, smooth. Yeah, it's a little know. known fact that. It's a little uh, known yeah. fact. <laughs> we just make this shit up as we go. <laughs> oh, my God. How are you, man? We didn't really talk much this week. No, no, I was avoiding you. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wasn't in a good mood. <laughs> oh, it's kind of tough week. God, my wife <laughs> turned to me on Monday night as we were watching. We were watching a basketball game and they were watching a show. She turns to me and goes, man, I, it feels like I can't believe it's not Friday. And I was like, wait, it's not Friday? Or like, I sort of got Monday <laughs> night. We thought it was Friday. And it was so disconcerting <laughs> no it's just set the tone for the week like every day felt like it should have been friday anyway <laughs> yeah my, my week actually like kind of flew by um you know this is going to just like kind of segue naturally into our topic and um uh, but you ever feel like you're the middleman in like this whole in a communication process sometimes yeah and, and yeah. we're like you know it's like, it's like situations that could better be served by people just <laughs> talking to themselves, you know, to each other instead of through you, you know, but yeah, if you know what I mean? Yeah. My wife gets that when my mother-in-law calls and says, Hey, have you talked to your brother? She's like, no, why don't you call him? <laughs> what are you asking me about him for? 
<laughs> my mom will do that too. It's yeah. funny. It's like, just cut out the middleman. Call them yourself. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, um, group text messages are good, mm. you know, if you want to keep people in the loop or, um, you know, or, uh, you know, on Slack channels and things like that. And, uh, um, but still, um, there's this tendency to, to be low tech and then, you know, and, and to end up being a middleman. Right. Um, it's, it's just kind of a, uh, what's a good word for it? It, uh, it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine mm. to, to be in there. And I, and I need to, um, give people grace, um, <laughs> You know, yeah, you have to say, is this is this a real problem or is this just a me problem? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I got but, I got one of those, which is like a new that's like a new thing I've been seeing, which is like I'll get an email that I just got, like a group email that I that I just got, but at the top it says plus so and so, like they've like they've replied all and added some more people, and then instead of just sending it to the new people, was saying plus this team or whatever at the top so right. that everybody knows that you've added more people to this lengthy email chain. <laughs> yeah. And you I, just I got see another that. email. Oops. Uh, <laughs> kick my camera. Uh, but yeah, I see that. And I, that actually hasn't really bothered me because it uh, let me know that uh, other people were added to a thread um, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. now they're in the context. Yeah. So I guess I've I, always been, been okay with that. I go back and forth on whether it bugs me or not. It depends on the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought maybe uh, we could maybe delve into um, uh, communication a little bit and channels and, and, and maybe mm -hmm. uh, uh, effective communication with clients would be a good one. Or um, if you're an artist and you're working with a, uh, a studio, maybe the other direction. So where you're, um, right. you're having effective communication with the, the engineer or whomever you've hired for uh, the work that you're, you're requesting to have done type of thing. Uh, you know, and then talk about what you use. And I, I know we've hit on this in other uh, discussions mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. like that too, but um, there's this thing. And if you talk to any, I think someone from 15 years old into their twenties, mm -hmm. um, email is not a popular way of communicating. Right. And I think, uh, whereas uh, you and I being older um, <laughs> uh, have and been business people involved in email uh for the majority of our adult lives you know yeah. and uh at this point anyway uh, or at least half of it um and about that. yeah yeah uh, i guess that's true you know and, <laughs> and you know and and uh, uh text message and 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 dm on social channels uh right. seems to be the most popular way to communicate and and actually twitter and dm has been like a, a, a pretty busy way for me to communicate with people. And right. And there's a resurgence in popularity in Twitter as people get disenfranchised with other platforms. I'm finding. Yeah. Yeah. That and, and Instagram are my, uh, are my two. I don't use uh, messenger Facebook specific, mm -hmm. but uh, it's, you know, it's still kind of messenger with, with Instagram, but it, it's still right, separated, right. you know, and depending on if you use like meta tools, uh, what's that called? The, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the business. Oh, app. the business, the meta business suite or whatever they're yeah, calling it these days. Which I use that occasionally. It's okay. I, cause I, I, uh, have, well, I, I'm involved in like four different groups and accounts and stuff like that. Um, same, which, which is helpful on one side and confusing on the other side. You're like, wait a minute, who said yeah. what to whom, when, cause it's just all aggregated in one list. Yeah. 
And uh, but it does give you the opportunity to switch your sure. accounts. And so yeah. I I do it that way. I switch accounts and then look at individual messages from within each account rather yeah, than going smart. into the because the other one is going into Messenger and then you see everything. Right. And yeah, then you then you've lost uh, which which account is this is this uh, dealing with you know type of without having to look you know um, yeah yeah. yeah. So I, I think you're right about email. I mean, trying to get my kids who are in their early 20s to uh, check their email. I mean, their schools send them email stuff. The government sends them email stuff. I forward stuff on email because that's what it's <laughs> like to me. That's what adults do. You know, yeah, that's what people yeah. in the business world do. You're going to get anything official from the government, the IRS, the your your college is all going to come via email. College is not instant messaging you on mm-hmm. on Facebook Messenger. Not to mention waves. <laughs> right. We got to get those waves <laughs> plug-in emails. Um, oh, man, I just unsubscribed from uh, Plug-in Alliance. They changed ownership, and they're so annoying right now. Oh, really? They're the new I'm, waves, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, are they? Yeah, daily emails. Um, yeah, this is it's a very interesting subject. I know that people who grew up with iPhones because of the the app nature the, the the little apps they're more comfortable with the individual like SM, not not sms specifically because they don't really think of iphone messaging as being sms they just think of it as another messaging form yeah because um, it you is know, i'd like to i'd like robust. to say real quick that they're actually really big apps they just have a small icon yeah 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 <laughs> it's true but um, it's it's just so, uh, what's the word? It's kind of deconstructed, basically. It's deconstructed communication, right? Yeah. And it's all kind of the same thing, but they're used to Discord and uh, business people are used to Slack. And this is all, it's just kind of like this instant messaging, which is a little bit convenient and a little bit intrusive, but um, it's definitely different than email, which always seems more official. And uh, you're right. We've been using it most of our lives. And it's funny that for the last probably 20 years has been, oh, here comes the death of email. Oh, email is dying. Don't use email. And it's like, it's still here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the one constant communication style. And it's still supposed to be the best, um, the most uh, lucrative in terms of uh, conversions uh, for for sales um, for basically any any profession still <laughs> more than any of these other tools. Yeah. Um, I do use the, the Facebook Messenger because uh, some people prefer that. I don't and have not ever installed Facebook on my phone because it's so ponderous and intrusive. But I do have a little Messenger app. Um, I use that. I use SMS. Um, I use Slack, obviously. You and I are the only people that talk on Slack in my book. Um, Twitter DM. The one that I have trouble with is the one that you mentioned, which is um, Instagram. Because in the Instagram app, it's just so like where is it you know you have to go here to this page specifically and then click on this it's like it's hidden almost it's in the upper right corner (laughs) it's in the upper right corner of your feed but not your profile anyway yeah it's you gotta go obvious you gotta go home in the upper right corner you're right you're right yeah and sometimes you'll see the notification and sometimes you won't see it when they reply anyway um i find that one to be the least useful but I do get messages there. In fact, I oh, somebody messaged there right now. <laughs> it does get weird. Um, I think that for us, for people not just of our age, but people who are you know, like in business and who want to keep track of all this stuff, like um, I, I did. We did talk about this, I think, on a podcast episode, but we certainly talked about it offline. 
um, hooking up HubSpot to Gmail. And that was a, that was a real game changer for me. Now I, you know, track when people open stuff, I see it right away. I can track conversations and it goes right into my HubSpot. Um, and that is a good reason to kind of, when you connect with somebody on any of these other platforms to kind of go, Hey, let me, uh, can you send me an email or let me send you an email? And then you suddenly you can just track it all in one place that all that communication, because it's hard, especially when you have, you know, a client and you're trying to track, you know, requests and revision changes requests and, and, uh, other things like, Oh, where did they say that? When did they send that? Was that in Twitter? Was that in, you know what I mean? You don't want to yeah. be wasting time trying to remember where somebody said something to you. Um, you want to track it all in one place whenever possible. And for me, that's email. Yeah. And, you know, um, HubSpot will, it's just that uh, um, I don't believe you. And I know I am not on their marketing pro plan and uh, uh, which is uh, uh, sadly really expensive, (laughs) really expensive. And it's the lowest tier of their plans that allows you to uh, connect your, uh, your social chats to Mm -hmm. your customers um, to where you could have all of those conversations tied to a customer in one place, like you do email, you know, uh, but the, um, I take that back. I, I do actually have a connection to Facebook mm. and messenger. And I do mm-hmm. get notifications when I have a message and I can respond and in the HubSpot app on my phone oh. to Facebook messages. I don't think I've tried that. Um, and I'm not sure why, you know, I have that. But uh, <laughs> I remember setting it up. Oh, you know, I've had that from for a long time from when I originally started using HubSpot. And, it does have a lot of integrations available. And, and, and we, I think we were mentioning HubSpot here because it's really based around having effective communication and being able yeah. to understand uh, uh, conversations and customers and things like that. So HubSpot's definitely relative to communication and uh and being able to you know it's a crm um so mm-hmm. it's it's about your contact relationships and and those and those uh mm-hmm. conversations and things like that which is all about communication but but anyway uh, uh so i like if i get a a messenger notification i also get a hubspot notification for a message you know and uh, <laughs> uh you know and that kind of drives me nuts so a little bit <laughs> yeah. of you know when you get overload of notifications right I don't know. That makes my ADD go nuts. Okay. Cause <laughs> yeah. you know, with the little red right. notification icons on, <laughs> on my, and I haven't been able to get rid of them uh, for a couple months now that they, they just yeah. keep coming, you know, so, cause I really don't want to have red dots on my phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little bit ADD. That's funny. <laughs> but I mean, I don't mind, you know, I send an email and I hear a little bzz, and I go, okay, they opened my email. <laughs> yeah. Or, or either that or it's Duolingo telling me my hearts are full again. I don't no, know. <laughs> I have had problems. If I go back in to attract email like that and I open it on uh-huh. my phone, it gives me a notification that they opened it. Oh, really? Um, there's a thing. So I've, uh, they have like an IP filter in there. But the thing is, if you're on Wi-Fi, then you have your IP filter set up for right. your home. That's cool. But if you are not on your Wi-Fi, your phone has a different IP address. That makes sense. And then you're getting no. And depending on what tower you're on, your phone may have a different IP address wherever you happen to be. Yeah. So, uh, you know, trying to filter that is, um, you know, so I can go into uh an old email, if I, you know, go in the Gmail app or something like that, um, you know, from last year and open it, I get a notification that that uh, uh, recipient opened. The, it drives me crazy. 
I the one thing <laughs> I have found super interesting is how many times somebody will open the same email. Yeah. And because <laughs> I don't have that behavior. I might open an email twice. Like if I open it once and like it's longer and say, like, okay, I don't have time for this right this minute. I'm going to come back to that. Mm -hmm. I'll flag it um, and then go do my thing. And then I'll come back and I'll do the longer read. So you might see me, if you're tracking your emails uh, to me, go in and read a couple times. But mm -hmm. sometimes I see people like five, six, seven, and that's not my newsletter. I wish I could get people to open my <laughs> newsletter. Um, no, I got to send out a newsletter. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting on some things to happen. So I have some news, you know, um, I got to stop thinking of it as such a big deal. I think is the problem. It's not a big deal. It's just another email. <laughs> just another email. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's interesting. No, I do the same thing. I'll like, I'll either leave it unread. So I know it's there waiting for me or I'll open it and then I will, um, go, okay, I'll, I, this is important. I'll respond to that later. And I don't want it to get lost. So I'll star it or whatever. So it sits in my little starred email section for me to respond to. That's, that's just how I do it. Yeah. So really the email side for me is sending and receiving of deliverables, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, sending and receiving, of like estimates right. and, and invoices. Same. So it's all the, like the, the strictly business end, the official business stuff. Yeah. That's kind of how I do it too. And, but then all of the conversations that occur about the production mm -hmm. kind of leave email and go into various uh, forms of other messaging, whether it be text messaging or, or yeah. instant that's, messaging. That's the same for me. Cause those are more immediate. They're like, Hey, you know, did you send this or did you want to do this or whatever? Cause it yeah. just seems like a more informal, immediate conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. And then cold contacts um, come in through email. So that's, you know, mm -hmm. like off my website or something like that, where someone's inquiring about services, um, or, you know, using my contact form. I also have, uh, you can contact me on my website, uh, via a chat button mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, which is really nice. I like that integration with HubSpot. So do people and, do that? Yeah. Oh, I have that set up, but it's never yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that comes into the app and I can, uh, converse, I can show myself as, 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 uh, active or away. And, and, uh, if I'm away, that'll just default to emailing from that form mm -hmm. with a custom message. And, um, if I'm active, I can actually have a conversation with someone on my website in real time. It's yeah, nice. That's very cool. But it doesn't get, I wish it got used more. I think people might be a little leery of things like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I also, I also wonder if people are leery about the, the cookie policy thing that I pop up. Mm -hmm. uh, which, which is about accepting or declining cookies on my website. And those yeah, are basically, all websites have that now. I find kind of, it's, Feels it's, like. it's not a law in the U S but it is in like, uh, the UK, Euro, UK, yeah, Europe, GDPR. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I did it because I wanted to have transparency and allow my users on my website to know what's going on and have an opportunity to accept or decline that, you know? Right. And, uh, and I often wonder if just, it doesn't really get read it. They just see it and they, um, and that, uh, is cause of like concern and they leave, you know, I'm not sure what the behavior is. I, you know, it. I personally don't find that a, a turnoff. Sometimes I'll say decline, or sometimes they'll give you the option to say track only important cookies or, you know, I, I find it annoying, but it doesn't keep me from being on the site. Yeah. Yeah. Usually <laughs> paywalls do. Paywalls will send me away, but not that. Although I do usually click out of um, 
chat bots because I like to look for the information myself first. And only yeah. if I have a question that I'm not finding right away, do I even think about using a chat bot. I don't really have a fact set up. I might, hmm. can't remember. I, I was, I was messing around with that, but, um, I have, a. uh, uh a fact set up on messenger though. Um, so, oh, okay. um, you have the opportunity to look at common questions and that gets used occasionally, you know, That's good. Uh, you know, what are your rates and what, you know, stuff like that. So it's, um, you know, things that people would, com- you know, commonly message and ask about. So I, I created some facts on that. And, yeah. Um, it's mostly about what do you, what do I, what do I send you? What do you send me? What's your turnaround time? It's like super basic yeah. informational yeah. stuff. So, so the, that's kind of an interesting uh, little fork in the communication road here is mm-hmm. automated communications. Right. So, uh, you know, having, you know, providing customer service without being involved in that, in that particular conversation at that point in time. Right. The, the goal is to become involved in that conversation at another time following right. that, <laughs> you know, to, but if you're not available, you're still uh, um, setting up an interaction with a potential customer, I think. Yeah. And that leads, that's right in line with, uh, with one of my mottos, which is make technology work for you. I mean, we have all this technology at our disposal, allow it to act like your assistant, allow it to facilitate, you know, your business and your communication when you are not strictly available at that second. Yeah. You know, and then away messages, I do that, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, provide, a link to, you know, like my website to contact me. If you're looking for a, uh, a quote, then you can go here. Right. And, uh, otherwise I'll get back with you and within, you know, in the next business day or something like that, whatever. But, uh, um, but I have pretty long hours. I, I think, you know, I, I, I open up messaging at like, uh, I don't know, 8 AM and have it on <laughs> until 11 PM, you know? So yeah, same here. Actually, it's really just overnights that, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of, um, uh, I mean, I do work, I do work with people in, um, in Europe and, uh, mm-hmm. well, in the same time zones, you know, but internationally. So they're, uh, you know, that are, do have staggered time zones from, right. from me, you know, so that does serve a purpose to, um, uh, at least respond when. Well, that's a, that's a super important point, which is that, um, you know, Apart from just being, you know, a team of one person, you're also dealing with, you know, international time zones and, uh, you know, seven o'clock to me, maybe, you know, 10 o'clock to you or vice versa. Right. So, yeah, yeah, you you can't always be there, even if you have, even if you're on your phone or your computer almost every waking hour of the day, like I tend to be, (laughs) unless I'm running errands or doing yard work, I'm pretty much available. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, most most people I know are in contact with are are not in my time zone. Um, they're either in you know Europe or West East Coast more often than not. So there's all there's a and I have to think about that. You know, hey, what time is it when I'm trying to contact them, and should I expect a message back anytime soon? So that's another reason to have you know some kind of an automated system in place to facilitate communications because of the just because the you know. Your person you're talking to could be nine hours away from you time-wise. Yeah. Well. What's really interesting, though, I was going to say, is that to me, it's all the same. It's either email or something else. And the something else is just just another form of instant messaging, regardless if it's Slack, DM, um, SMS, whatever it is. It's just some form of chat, 
you know, yeah. some form of message. I think as far as uh, communication and collaboration goes, Slack is like my favorite of all time. Hmm. And, um, and now with the ability to set up uh, direct messages with uh, uh, people outside of the organization mm, okay. has been really effective. And uh, I, I also have other organizations there. I'm members on their teams. Um, so I'm able to, the difference is, is that uh, if you're not on a pro plan on Slack, that uh, you can't create channels with outside organizations, but you can have DMs with people outside of your organization. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but in some cases, uh, uh, I'm on the team, and uh, and so I'm I'm actually a member in their you know in their Slack account. Yeah, in which case, then I'm I can join channels and things like that in yeah. their account. Have you ever used Discord? Because I'm finding yeah. that Slack tends to be the tool of choice for you know the IT world traditionally, and yeah. Discord, which is very similar, kind of grew up as the similar version in kind of the arts world. So people in vo or acting or you know music uh very often they'll have discord channels for for yeah chat. yeah and I, I use discord mainly for gaming um yeah gaming too yeah, yeah but uh, uh i haven't had any i do have it available i also have whatsapp you know i used to have that that's that's more of a um that's more of a international usage thing mm -hmm. um for international calls i think it's much cheaper for people to call using whatsapp yeah. i don't like the way they're um on WhatsApp, you have to disclose your phone number, mm. which I don't mind giving my phone number out to people, but I don't like publishing my phone number um, right. just because it, uh, stuff like that gets harvested and abused, you know? Yeah, that's why I use Google Voice. Yeah. Uh, Google Voice has never had uh, had my area code. Um, oh, and really? Yeah, which huh. down downside of living in central Illinois, I guess, you know? I didn't know that was a restriction or whatever. They have other area codes that are you know, 30, 40 miles away and stuff, but it, uh, I don't, I don't know that that represents very well. I, I, I think it should be local, you know, as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. Sure. Are eight, are 1-800 numbers or 888 still a thing? Is that? Thing? Uh, I, I think that converted mostly to 866, 866. for whatever reason. I don't really understand the. They were running out of that. numbers, but, um, That's uh, probably it. <laughs> yeah. So I always wanted one. Did you? I really? thought, yeah. If I'm one of these days when I make it in business, I'm going to have an 800 <laughs> number. <laughs> Why? So that you can pay for people to call you? Yeah. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, I don't you know, know what the price no, is. I actually, I actually had an 800 number, and that was exactly the problem. I also had uh, uh, a programmed uh, a telephony application that uh, people could call. If you ever heard of uh, uh, Trilio, I think it's called. Yeah. Which is an API for uh, telephony. Worked awesome, except that people get hold of your number and start spamming, uh, wow. uh, spam calling your number. And it like all of a sudden you got like a, a $200 phone bill, Oh my! You, you know, and, and none of it was legitimate, you know, and I, and they, there's nothing they can do about it. And so that, that was not, uh, sustainable. So I had to get rid of that, hmm. but yeah. So any of those where you're having to, um, having to pay, right you know, in that direction, like an 800 number or, or for an API, um, if it gets, you know, on a, on a list and starts getting abused, it can cost a lot of money. Yeah. I don't have any reason to even attempt that. <laughs> I don't get a lot of phone calls, yeah. not legitimate ones anyway, but my car warranty, I got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> People looking out for my old car or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, I am back on the Lewitt this week. Um, Oh, I have, I do have the slate up here on my, on my boom arm. 
Um, but it was just it was just too kind of ponderous here on the desk. So I went back to the Lewitt because I needed a known quantity for some uh, voiceover stuff I have to record today. I had a funny thought about this. It has this windscreen cover with the logo on it, and I'd always had the logo facing me, as you kind of expect to want to do. But then I thought, well, isn't that weird that the logo would be right where the, the diaphragm is, and maybe I should put it on the back so that it's not interfering with uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, plus, you know, a microphone facing out on camera, they probably would really appreciate that you have the logo pointing <laughs> in this direction today. So, Well, I'm always happy to mention Lewitt. I think they make great yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's a nice-looking logo. It's a really solid microphone. I'm so, I've just been so pleased with it. Hey, I wanted to tell you, you remember the intro last week, how there was noise in it? Yeah, it was really hot. Yep. And you know how... You said it was the AC. It was partly the AC, but that was not the whole problem. Hmm. Um, I found that my uh, mic preamp mm-hmm. had gotten on uh, 48.8 kilobits. Oh. And, and my session is at 44.1. Oh. And that difference causes that higher gain. Interesting. This has been the problem that I've had with, with the DBX. Yeah. Now, the DBX is completely analog. It doesn't have any uh, ADDA in it at all. Oh, like, okay. like, um, and it may be that, uh, but I was piping that or, or routing that into my Claret. Right. And I think that, that might have been the problem with the gain was that the claret was not in the same setting on you know for the um hey, the word is escaping me the <laughs> what the heck is session no the the um the uh, uh kilobits of uh um <laughs> so how did it get switched i don't know cuz uh cuz when like you were recording did. No, kilohertz. I'm sorry. That's what was messing me up. So, so it was set up on 48 kilohertz with a session that was configured at 44.1 kilohertz. Okay. And, and that difference, although it worked, it, it, uh, it, it was causing, uh, basically a distortion, uh, you know, an increase of gain and that roughness. Yeah. And, no, I, I totally noticed that right away, but yeah. your but the recording of the podcast itself was like smooth and, and, and normal. And then when you sent back with the intro, the intro was hot. So had you, had you worked on something in between the two things? Yeah. Well, I didn't change any settings on the Claret, but it, uh, it's a slave to my, my links Hilo. So if oh. I, if I, I think I switched to another session and when I, which was a 48 kilohertz session, Mm-hmm. And then I switched back to do the intro. It should have updated the claret, but I don't think the claret actually switched. Interesting. And I'm not sure why that was. I, I didn't notice it. But anyway, it uh, um, now I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, because there was there was a few times uh, early on that we you had some high gain and couldn't figure out why. Yeah. So now I think I'm going to go back and run into the dbx and try that again okay because i actually liked the dbx better yeah i like the way it sounds um, yeah but i know that you you took it out of the loop because you suspected that that was causing the high gain but now it's we know it's a mismatch yeah so i i think it's a, a mismatch you know i just i did also just replace and got a brand new world clock cable which is how that's um mm-hmm. controlled and um 
But again, I don't know why it wouldn't switch down. So it, it switched up, no problem, but it, it didn't switch down. Mm. And uh, <laughs> Time to RTFM. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, I usually don't have to worry about it. You know, I mean, I just manually set that up. Because, I mean, the only time I use the Claret or Record is for the, the podcast, you know. So, uh, uh, so I don't ever have to worry about it for recording, really. That makes sense that you wouldn't think to check it then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everything else, it just comes in and I... I manually set up a session for whatever the uh, whatever the resolution is of the file that sent me because that's the way I do it. It's just mm. return deliverables in the same resolution that they're sent to me, you know. So I just that's just part of my process. I I look at the file metadata and see what uh, what it was actually recorded at. So yeah, same. Well, I'm glad that you figured that out. <laughs> so, so everybody, uh, sorry about the noisy, uh, intro and last yeah, week I show. did what I could. I used, um, baby audios, um, smooth operator, take out some of that high end and, uh, and, uh, did some EQ to try to try to smooth that out as much as possible. But Matt's, Matt's like, yeah, you're not going to like the intro. And I'm like, I, I did. I said, you might want to re-record that. I'm like, okay. uh, nah, it's going to fly. <laughs> it's like, nah, <laughs> I ain't got time for that. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> It's not gonna happen. <laughs> gotta change my shirt. No, yeah, not, not gonna. Do. Yeah. I think I think uh, um, our our listeners or viewers will give me the grace on that one. So um. <laughs> at least we know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I will see uh, if uh, that happens yeah. automatically this week. Yeah, and if it doesn't, then fix it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for tuning in for another one of our uh, episodes or that we totally read off of a scripted sheet <laughs> could you tell could you tell we had every bullet point that we had pre pre-discussed yeah yeah in fact we pre-recorded the show <laughs> <laughs> and then overdubbed this entire audio that's right we're not actually here no <laughs> we just looped it <laughs> who who is that character and that uh um it was like the 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 computer AI guy. Um, oh, Max Headroom. Max Headroom. Did, 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 did. Yeah. <laughs> did, 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 did. <laughs> and then they found out that it wasn't really an AI. It was just a dude, and some just some fancy editing. Yep. Good old Matt Frewer. Good actor. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. We got three minutes left. Oh, we don't. We got one minute and nine seconds. Oh, that's right. Because you were late getting on. All right, people. <laughs> 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 See you later. <laughs> Enjoy your week. Thank you so much. Matt, are you leave? No, I'm still here. Oh, you're very quiet. <laughs> bye. Do, do you want to say bye one more time? Bye. Bye. Thanks again. <laughs> Cheers all. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>